I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you ready? Marks and Smarks. This is the Smarkiest Filipinas podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast. Stunning San C at your service to my right, ravishing Ro Moran. And it's just a two-man game this week because, once again, Camus isn't here. Oh, my. But why don't we ask Renzo to come come back for us? That's a, come that, back with us. That's a very a good time. question. Oh, no. He's, he's just there. No, I actually asked him earlier. Oh, uh, he's, got some, yeah, he's got some Netflix okay. and chilling to do. Fine. He deserves <laughs> people deserve Netflix and chill. Yeah. But so, so, Netflix and chill, yeah. I, I don't know, man. Renzo, make us have I don't wanna know. <laughs> I don't wanna know. Anyway. Uh, so it's episode number one oh nine. Can you believe we've been doing this for hundred and nine episodes? Uh-huh. And you know, it, it it's a long time then you realize that two years is nothing compared to the twenty years that one Kobe huh. Bean Bryant spent in the NBA. Can you believe that when we started, Kobe Bryant was still in the game? Yeah, and now uh, the podcast goes on and Kobe has retired. Um, I got to watch Mamba Day. I mm. watched it on TV, made it a point to catch it mm. over the 73rd win of the Warriors. Yeah. Um, the guys from the starters actually pitched it in a debate. Which one would you go to assuming you only had a ticket for one? The obvious answer was the Kobe game. Because mm. you, can, you can see any team chase history any year. A lot of, you know, a lot of Warriors stands, you know, you know what I mean? Warriors stands uh, prefer... or. Claim that the Warrior game was, in a, was a bigger deal But I would disagree eh? my, my argument is There are only a few people Who you can consider Among the greatest of mm. all time And their last game uh, Whether it's meaningful or not at the, In the bigger picture of the season In the playoffs you, There's something about that last game Yeah, I mean um, I'm a Bulls fan I, I don't mind the, the Bulls record Getting shattered by the Warriors But I did think that The, the, the Kobe game was outstarred yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, rather the Kobe game outstarred the 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 Warriors game. It was a lot about what Kobe did and how Kobe performed in that one game. I mean, sixty points at the age of thirty-seven, it, it's unthinkable. But especially given how he's got a bad shoulder, he's got bad knees, he's got a bad back, and he made it a point. Now this is it. This is my last season. I'm I'm gonna ride off into the sunset after this, and then he explodes like that. So people can still talk about it. Unlike, uh, I mean, we, we all, or at least people from our generation mm-hmm. Got to see Michael Jordan's yeah. last game mm-hmm. Not a lot of people remember that it was a road game against the Sixers mm-hmm. And uh, all people remember is he played 20 or so minutes mm-hmm. Kobe made sure that when people ever bring up his final game It's not mentioned in the same breath as Michael's mm-hmm. that's, what I, that's what I got from hashtag Because you know, Kobe was lucky in you know, that He got to retire with a team that has been his home his whole life that's you know, one, yeah. Uh, Michael didn't have that same luxury. I mean, he, tired, he retired once, but he came back. Yeah. And then he really, really, really retired with a team that wasn't his own. Yeah. So, it's, it's just a postscript. And 
well, copies was the end of the letter, legit. Uh huh. Uh, th- there are people who would argue now. Oh no, we're not counting Washington. And like well, you know, we kind of are. I'm uh, a Bulls fan. I'm a Jordan fan. I'm counting Washington. Oh, well, I'm indifferent. Like I don't care. If you want to count uh, Washington, good for you. If you don't, oh, okay lang. I, I don't really care. But you know, Kobe uh, was just really, really good for say eighteen or nineteen of those twenty years. Mm. Right and um, uh, his swan song was earlier. So hats off to you, uh, Black Mamba. Thank you for making me hate you all these years <laughs> because you were the greatest foil or one of the greatest foils in my basketball fa- uh, fandom. Yeah, um, really. Just in a, as a, a non Kobe fan, an impartial observer of the game. Uh, thank you, Kobe. All right, so let's uh, close the chapter on that and let's talk about some wrestling because mm-hmm. this week was actually pretty big. Yeah, and, and uh, Legit. yeah, um, we we might as well start with the biggest elephant in the room, and that is the debut of Carl Anderson and the return of Luke Gallows. Hashtag Bullet Club, so that, as in that's what um, social media is calling them. Um, WWE social media is calling them. So let's so assume hashtag Bullet Club. So let's assume they're being weird, called that, though. No, I, we can't assume they're being called that because the Bullet Club copyright is with New Japan. Is it possible, though, that it's only with New Japan in Japan and that it can be taken to the U.S.? Because I don't know shit about copyright laws. Uh, No, I don't think it works that way. Um, I did not take intellectual property class as well. But once you have something, it kind of holds internationally. Okay. That's what I know. Right. That's why why people or organizations or corporations from, from anywhere else in the world can send cease and desist letters from... You know, Kunyara to us. Yeah. Or, like, you know, that, that Cars Against Humanity thing. Right. Um, that is a no. Um, that, that thing kind of knows no borders. Yeah, so I guess the example Roe brought up, uh, somebody actually came up with Cards Against Filipinos, mm. which is a local variation of Cards Against Humanity complete uh. with local references. And um, word has come out that Cards Against Humanity has also issued a cease and desist. You know when cease and desist, Pero, they will be doing something about it. Um, it's, it's just that the problem was he couldn't sell the game because it, it bore the original's likeness. And okay, if it was like for himself and you know, for his friends without selling for free. But he kind of pushed the envelope a bit. But, yeah, um, going back to Bullet Club, I don't care who made it. Um, it could have been Finn Balor for all we care, for all we know. But uh, I assume that New Japan, I, I haven't done my research on this, but I assume New Japan holds the rights. What if um, WWE was well within the fair game, or you know, it was fair game for WWE to just use the hashtag to get social media traction, sure. to take advantage yeah, yeah, of yeah. the fact yeah, that, that is that is you know, people right. went apeshit, deba. That's all right. As long, um, doing so does not make them claim the the name. Yes. So okay lang. Um, when when they showed up, the announcers just called them by their names: Carl oh, Anderson and Luke and, Doc- and Luke Gallows. Yeah. So they didn't say that they were from the Bullet Club. They did acknowledge their history, though, as mm-hmm. one of the most dominant tag teams in Japan, mm-hmm. which I love because mm-hmm. it, it acknowledges that there is a world outside of WWE. <laughs> they kind of have to, uh, no. they kind of have to acknowledge it. But uh, yeah. they can't say, of course, they can't say New Japan Pro Wrestling. No, but uh, Maru would say that about AJ Styles. Sure. Because that's Maru. And they said New Japan. Uh, I think, I, I do recall them having said New Japan on Raw. No, that that's these just, guys came from New Japan. No, that's just JBL saying IWGP. But like, I, I'm gonna have to rewatch that because I, I I think I remember hearing the words New Japan. But you know, uh, no regardless, rega- regardless of that, um, I cannot imagine Michael Cole saying New Japan for wrestling. 
I think it's well within the realm of possibility. I again, this is what I remember. But uh, um, the the bigger point is, I think Carl uh, Anderson and Luke Gallows said so much in those two minutes that they were on screen. Like, what what did you think about the debut? Because when I saw it live, I marked out. Uh, I didn't see it live, but uh, it was funny to me. I mean, like I didn't know whether they would be showing up. Um, I did get the news that they were on like tapings for the past uh, for the past week, but they weren't used. So I didn't know if this was going to be it. Because we didn't have a faculty arrow this time around. Uh, no Reddit spoilers at all. So I wasn't entirely sure. But it, when I did see everyone marking out on Twitter, that was a, that was a great moment. And I, and I tried to as much as possible find the earliest video, which was on Twitter, um, as fast as I could. What was your feeling about them having debuted the week after Raw after Mania? I didn't think about it that much. I did not think about that. Um, it, it was just things that happened. You see, the week the, the Raw after Mania was pretty stacked on its own. Like there were four debuts, right? Yes. No, three if you don't count the vaudevillains. Oh, let's count the vaudevillains. It's pretty much counted. So, to me, it was like, okay, four debuts. We could not complain about this. So, whenever... I think my concern was whether um, the Bullet Club will be... Or whether the Bullet Club would be appearing with AJ or by themselves. That's the concern ko. And guessing, uh, you know, basing it off of their appearance uh, during the Usos post-match celebration, mm-hmm. it looks like they're not aligned with AJ Styles. L- looks like it, but uh, that could still change. It could still change, but the message it sent me was that they're inserting themselves in the tag team title tournament, or if if not in the tournament itself, now their presence will have implications mm-hmm. on that tournament. Sure, yeah, yeah, that that made more sense to me. Um, actually, it would be great if. What they did with AJ was that they carried over the storyline from from a couple of months ago, where they kicked out AJ from the Bullet Club. Yes, because if you got to see that clip at Road to New Beginning, mm. right? yeah, Road to New Beginning was the name of that show. Um, Anderson and Gallows were there when uh, they, they were there in the ring when AJ was beaten up by the Bullet Club, mm. right? So um, yeah, uh, it would have been it would be a great moment if they referenced that and then. Uh, you know, build on continuity from outside WWE. That would be great, but I would not bet my hat on it. Uh, where does where does this make them fit in, though? Because I, I went through the list of active active tag teams, and in the Raw review I wrote this week, I was able to count thirteen active tag teams, and that's including Gallows and Anderson. So that's a stacked division, and mm. we've said this time and time again over the last two years. But I can't believe that we've got an active tag team division that runs thirteen deep. I think we've had this for a while now. It's just that they didn't know how to book it. Because you've got the Ascension always losing, what, to who? To Everyone. Not just everyone, but uh, they got the Ascension losing every day, every week on Superstars and shit like that. Uh, they had the, show, the social outcasts gaining some momentum when they were first created. But uh, just being the jobbers du jour of the division, even though they're, they, have, they all have interesting enough. They all have interesting personalities, and you can do so much with them. Mm-hmm. And you have what the Dudleys and the Usos locked in, in that whatever they have, which and I think they've kind of uh, split from that mm-hmm. now that Even Enzo then, and Cass are messing with the Dudleys. Oh, but uh, it's it hasn't been perfect, and it's only you know the problem with the creative is that they they only really favor a, a hand a, a couple of teams at the top, 
Yeah, like and whoever's even then it's not even that perfect as well. Whoever's the champion and whichever whichever team is contending oh. or within uh, within the area of contention for the championships, right? Uh, but now that uh, we've got this tournament, there's eight teams, and then you have the new day and a bunch of other teams outside, mm. including whatever they're going to call Primo and Epico when they come back, mm. and and Anderson and Gallows. Um, how how does how do Luke Anderson and and sorry Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson maximize their impact as is? Uh, go straight for the championships, I guess. So go right for the new day. Oh, go right for the new day, because I, I think the only other people who could match the new day in terms of heat are are those two right now. Because mm-hmm. they need to build up everyone else. Um, the reactions from that debut th- that was hot. Mm. It, it was it was hot. It uh, reeked of an audience that knew these guys. Mm. Uh, these were people, uh, whether on social media or in the live audience. These were people who knew who these guys. Yeah, I were. think it's time to. You know, I think it's time to ditch the stereotype. Now, the general WWE audience doesn't know who people from the internet are. I think it's time to disregard that stereotype. Now, the internet fans are the vocal minority. You say. So much wrestling is accessible to anyone on the internet. And I think a lot of these people are starting to come around um, to wrestling inside of WWE. And if ever there are people who don't know who these guys are, it's most likely going to be the kids. And it's so easy to explain things to kids. But um, especially when you hype up an act coming from the outside. If I were a kid, I'd be so excited. Who are these guys, about? Who and, are these and guys? If you Why had are they access here? to the internet, you would Google them yourself. Mm. But um, it was like that back in the day. And, uh, whenever someone new shows up, you would be so excited. You say it's a new face to, to memorize, and it's a new face to add to the collection of uh, no, of the people you watch on TV. Right, right. And I get that. I, I get that it makes sense. Nah, um, you know. People aren't as lazy as people think when it comes to finding out more about these new characters. But I also am excited to see how they build up the mythos of these characters. And that's why I think I would love to see some vignettes at least about Anderson and Gallows or whatever the hell they're going to be called. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, actually, everyone needs vignettes. That's um, It's kind of also why we need a brand split because we need so much time to devote to, every, to building a lot of people up. And um, I, I, I guess now is as good a time as ever. Even though Shane lost, even though there's no more talk about taking control of Raw or SmackDown or what, whatever, um, they have enough time. That's five hours of programming. And uh, I, I've been saying this for quite some time. SmackDown is not as uh, irrelevant as people have made it up to be. Yeah, it's not. It hasn't been. It, it, I, I think it's important that... In recent weeks Because they've been Starting storylines On Smackdown yeah, been, And I've using been, that I've As been, fodder for Raw I've been getting This feeling of A little bit of FOMO Because Nahuli Oho As being someone Who doesn't catch Smackdown on the regular Yeah it's like when, pe- when the announcers Reference something That happened on Smackdown but Yeah shit, I don't know What happened on Smackdown Right Right yeah, and I'm the one who calls these people out, especially in our little chat groups. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I saw that. I remember that. Mm. So it's it not be- that I don't watch SmackDown. It sounds like I don't want to watch SmackDown. I just could not all the time. Yeah, but you know, I, I guess for people like Minaman, it's a nice little badge of pride, I guess, that I can hang my hat on. You know, I was able to catch SmackDown this week, so I know why this match came about, mm. right? So I, I, uh, if they could do that, by also you know doing the brand split, I think it would really help the characters um, get more time, and it would also freshen storylines up. Hmm. 
and you know you can always build towards these huge ass pay-per-views with like brand versus brand basically the same shit that we had during the ruthless aggression mm-hmm. era um, okay uh, we got to talk about the the bigger uh, the bigger thing that happened at the start of raw so Shane McMahon comes out and it, th- this was announced on Twitter mm-hmm. They, they phrased it as Due to overwhelming social media support Shane McMahon gets to run Raw again And that for me is, is silly now Because last week, I got it yeah. I got that there was Vince McMahon going on an ego trip He wanted to see He wanted to put Shane in a position to fail But this week when you have the authority Who's supposed to be so uh, controlling And domineering and overbearing Why will they ever accede To overwhelming social media support? That's what I don't know either. Uh, even though you get a you get a good show like you did this week, there will still be things, I guess, that you know don't make sense. And are, are we in the right to call it out though? Because I I know that we have to be taking things from a wait and see approach yeah. because as every storyline is, it's never a finished product. Okay, I, I can be the judge of this and saying that at this point, yes, we can call this out because. The first week was fine, as you said. Last week was fine. But when you get this week without any sort of real explanation at all, because no matter how much you can say overwhelming social media support, yeah. it doesn't make sense when you don't have, say, Vince or Triple H coming on Raw and explaining something, or at least challenging Shane, Shane McMahon, or at least Vince you know, throwing the keys to him. So now I can actually ask the question. Sure. Okay, go ahead. Putang ina, but in a Shane oh, and Undertaker no, no, at not WrestleMania. This, no, not necessarily. But it's not necessarily It's more of natalo. Yeah. Like, why do we have to see Taker win just because it's WrestleMania and Taker wins at WrestleMania? It becomes a memo win if we're gonna get the, the same result anyway. And that's what I was saying last week about commitment, and you know, commitment to the storyline. Mm-hmm. Because when it it doesn't if if you're gonna do this anyway it doesn't the the feel good moment that you provided at WrestleMania whatever that may be or whoever that may have served uh, doesn't serve what you're doing in the present well it just does not and it doesn't not only does it hurt um, the not only does it hurt the past but it also Devalues and undermines what goes on in the present because now we don't make sense of what's happening. So you've got and, Shane. You know, everyone looks stupid. Yeah. So so now you've got Shane McMahon, and we don't know what the future of his character is. You know, we can sit here and fantasy book all we want, mm-hmm. but I don't think a lot of people expected him to stay uh, or to stick around after WrestleMania. That's what I'm saying about the present. So if he doesn't stick around next week, I don't mean and then. What now? You get you raise more questions than you answer, right? Like, okay, why why is he gone now? Why is he not even considered for I don't know an assistant role after after providing two weeks worth of good shows? Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, when I bitch about this, it's not that I want the authority back, but I I do think that authority it, figures are more helpful to the story if they're evil number one not just that because um, it's you know, uh, I just want things to make sense yeah no no I, I was I was gonna build up to that <laughs> okay, I, I guess uh, what I just wanted to call out was um, yeah sure you can have Shane there and do his thing and you can have him come in as like the babyface GM but at, at, at some point that shit's gonna be stale magsasawa din tayo kasi it's a very hard role to play yung, yung babyface GM 
Even Teddy Long, for as long as he played that role, he wasn't able to consistently perform uh, that that function in the story um, at a for for a sustained period of time, diba? There were there were times when napaka boring na na you have this GM who just always gives us what to we be, want. To be totally fair to Teddy Long, it's not necessarily his fault as a GM, if you know what I mean. Yes, yes. It's more of a good face GM will facilitate stories. I don't know. Will facilitate stories on the card on the show, and then it's up to the writers. To make it really good that they don't need his enough. They don't need his interference too much. Or his involvement. Yeah. The only thing they need him for is to keep things moving. Yes. So he doesn't take enough. But I get what you're, I get what you're also saying about the evil authority figure. Because that's, that's a thing that happens in our lives. And that's a thing people can relate to. It's just maybe in a... Uh, let's come to an agreement that maybe it's better when these things happen in cycles. Yes, yes. Because um, as as good as a presence the authority has been, mm. nasawa din tayo sa kanila na every time Raw opened, you had Triple H and Steph coming out, they were cutting a promo, and then every time the show closed, you see either the authority standing up victorious or they're flat on their asses in defeat. Diba? So, in a way, they broke this formulaic chain by putting in another formula which is trot out Shane McMahon and uh, give him credit for another wonderfully booked show. Speaking of wonderfully booked show, thank you for bringing that up. I still want to go back to the question I, I raised last week of who is booking these things on, on you know backstage. But it doesn't seem like a Vince McMahon product to me. It just is not. Let's give you some examples of why uh, what Rose said actually makes sense to me. Mm. You got AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn Uh-oh. in a match which had world title implications. Uh-oh. You had Kevin Owens versus Cesaro going 20, 25 minutes Uh-oh. on Raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and you got Charlotte versus Natalia mm. in a match that also had title implications mm. on Raw. So that's three big examples of things that you're not likely to see on Monday Night Raw. And, and, and yeah. This kind of show didn't even show up, or this it didn't even happen on the road to WrestleMania. So something is going on backstage. I, I can feel it. You see, it just does not. You see, if this were still Vince, it would still we would still be getting in it. You would still be getting something like what we got, what we've been getting for the past months. Well, we did get Apollo Cruz versus Tyler Breeze for like two minutes. And, well, Apollo Cruz won. If it were Vince, there would have been a slight chance that Apollo Apollo Cruz would have lost. No, 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 yeah. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah, he's getting the Ryback push right now. Yeah, but largely on the whole, there it does not feel like his show, and it's just weird considering like three weeks ago, it you know the the go home show to WrestleMania did not feel anything monument, did not feel like anything monumental, and then now you have this, oh. which people are buzzing about. So I I just. I'm sorry if I if I'm coming across as someone who thinks he knows too much or think thinks he knows more than the rest of us or the rest of you, but it just feels weird to me. Ang sa akin naman is um, I'm happy. I, I, I'm yeah, happy. No, I'm I guess not, I'm not saying I'm not happy. It just feels weird to me because uh, now I gotta watch out or I gotta be wary of when this string of good shows is gonna end. I might have jinxed it 
by by bringing it up. No, God, I hope not. Because I'm just enjoying the fact now. Yeah, we got a great match between AJ and Sami Zayn. Mm. We got a great match between Kevin Owens and Cesaro. Natty's being built up as a relevant character, mm. and uh, you have all these tag teams jockeying for position, and none of them is really being made to look like fools in the tournament. Uh, there's one thing good about this tag team tournament, para mm. sa akin, and uh, I guess. Because the tag team division hasn't been built for the longest time, it feels like a level playing field for generally all the tag yeah, teams. As right. opposed to the last tournament we had back in November for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, sobrang head scratcher na Tyler Breeze hasn't had a main roster match mm-hmm. and he's in the tournament. So you had yeah. Titus O'Neil in the tournament. But Darren Young wasn't in the tournament So you had head-scratching decisions like that Whereas the tag team division I guess the one good thing we could get was They're, they're all at the same, on the same level mm. in, t- in terms of character development It's easier to, you know, it's easier to justify a huge tag team tournament Yeah um, so, so, so there I mean, I'm a fan of these, these tournaments Especially because they make instant matchups mm-hmm. They drive instant storylines And whether or not the mga magka-feud are in the same bracket You can expect them to get involved in each other's matches anyway That's why I'm an advocate for, for pro wrestling Always resembling like an actual sports competition Yeah, I, I want, if we could have tournaments all year long oh. I'd be cool with that Even all year long but Maybe we can just be like New Japan And have a set tournament Like at set points of the year Like Yeah, yeah they call that Japan. King of the Ring Not just that <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sure You got like the New Japan Cup Every March The best of the Super Juniors Best of the Super Juniors uh, G1 Climax Yeah, G1 Climax And the Tag Climax G1 Tag Climax Um, At least, Alamo, It's an annual thing And then there are but, definite stakes yeah, yeah, there are definite stakes And then you have a lot of time to build up to these annual things Well, you could argue that Aside from the King of the Ring You have money in the bank Yeah but now, that's, that's not a tournament As you can see Nobody has to qualify anymore Yeah, that's true Because last year, nobody really qualified Oh Right? People just, you know uh, The authority just names names That's what happens That's what happened, I know With the Intercontinental Championship ladder match Yeah, that they is true name yeah, names yeah. I mean, you could Tell that they set up the table for the Miz and for Sami sure, Zayn yeah. to get involved, but Dolph but there's, always, there's always a way to make these things feel like they weren't forced, you know? Yeah. Um, See, so yeah, let's let's take that. Now, there's a way of making these things feel not forced, and let's apply that to the general feel of Raw um, this week. Because mm. it, you said it yourself, Nate. It's different, but does it feel forced to you that they're going in this different direction? No. It. That's a good thing. It's not. It, it does not feel forced to me. Because um, going in a different direction is as easy as pushing the right guys, changing a few results, um, making the right guys win, and you know giving the right guys a time, their time to shine. That's not hard things to do. So when you finally figure it out, it's not. I know, it's not forced. Eh? So do you think they've figured it out with Roman Reigns? Now that they're trotting him out there and they've given him the catchphrase, I'm not a bad guy, I'm not a good guy, I am the guy. Yeah, okay, though. I just wish he didn't say the whole thing. <laughs> I, fi- I found it awkward uh, now that I'm hearing it again. Because mm. you know, first, I was like, okay, I can run with this. Se- second time he did it on SmackDown, mm. I was like, okay, so they're making it his thing, his catchphrase. That's all right, too. Hear it on Raw and I'm like, Puta parang haba niya. Mm. It is long. It's a little too it's long. It's the first time I heard it. For real, for real And it's too long But I think uh, That This catchphrase Is just 
uh, uh, a symptom of the larger story na the heel turn is happening. Yeah, I think it is happening. Right? Um, again, I'll point to SmackDown as a good example. He was, see, Roman was actually very condescending towards AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. He said things like, uh, I'm paraphrasing obviously now, you may have won everywhere else, but you haven't won here and you haven't beaten me. So, and, and, and you could tell now, you know, the people were just naturally getting behind AJ Styles because mm-hmm. he's one of the most popular guys mm-hmm. on the roster. Mm-hmm. So if you were made to choose between Roman Reigns, who's polarizing, and then some, and AJ Styles, dun ka na kay AJ Styles, di ba? Uh, I, I don't think this is forced because they've chosen the easy route. They've decided to go with the flow and, and accepted the fact that obviously people are going to get behind AJ Styles more than they will Roman Reigns. So you might as well have Roman finally go for it. If this were Vince, and I still don't think it's Vince, if this were Vince, he would force the issue and have Roman be a face. And not necessarily turn AJ heel, but it would be an awkward face versus face thing where obviously uh, the uh, the crowd is heavily booing the other face. Yeah. You know. I mean, a baby face versus baby face, baby face matchup doesn't have to be awkward. Mm. Right? Uh, you, can, you can make it work and you can make it compelling, mm. right? Rock versus Cena, in a way, nominally it was face versus face. Sure. But you could tell that one of them was actually yeah. playing heel in, oh, yeah. in The Rock. Right? But nominally, they were still baby face characters. It's in yeah, the, it's it's what in the writing. It's what Vince would have done. Yeah. And, you know, you know, push Cena as the bigger baby face in Rock. Yeah. Uh, but. I guess I'm glad we're not getting that with the AJ style storyline because um, it, it makes it more clear cut, right? And it it finally addresses the fact that people are rejecting and have been rejecting Roman Reigns. But yeah, that's why that's how I can say that it's not forced. That they just decided to go with the flow. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there anything else uh, worth talking about this week from Raw? I mean, you know, aside from the fact that we got all these good matches, uh, the Cesaro gimmick is. Is just awesome. Uh, I, I can't find another mm. word yeah, to describe yeah, that it right is now. Great. I love his gimmick right now with the tearaway suit and then the James Bond background in the Tron. He just walks from another another exit mm. or access point. I, I love it. That doesn't feel like a Vince thing either. It does not. It's how, a, how, how can you say that? Like, what would Vince do to Cesaro and how is this not Vince like? Vince would make him yodel. What the hell? <laughs> that, that he had the satchel bag, the yeah. that, that awkward cap. Yeah, he had that. He yodeled, and Vince would, you know, not think James Bond is cool. There's, uh, I guess, for the uh, ever since Cesaro mm. came out in 2012, uh, joined the main roster, um, he's always been in a proverbial sort of limbo. And then somewhere along the way, he figured it out. This is Cesaro. He figured out how to connect with the audiences, and then he had something good, really uh, something really good going with Tyson Kidd. So he had the tag team Kid gets injured But Cesaro is able to Sustain his momentum For another six months That's not Udlut Ulit And I am just so Pleasantly surprised That he was able to take uh, To take from what he missed mm. Build up on that And now He's coming out Like a more complete package mm. As a character Like yeah. he, he That is a main event gimmick He sure. understands it right? But I Really don't think It's a Vince thing Does it matter though? Cause it matters because if he takes over again, these things might disappear. You know, that's what I, that's what I'm afraid of. 
Yeah, but I, I I'll have to throw it back to you. Mm-hmm. Now let's wait and see. Oh, ah, sure. Uh, right now, no, yeah, I know, I, I get it. Let, let's give afraid. it room to breathe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, I I understand the fear, and I think the fear is well warranted. Oh. It's just that it's just amazing to see this happening right now. And Cesaro is getting saddled with a gimmick that is not going to hold him down. Because mm-hmm. you can tell now it's very him. I think it's him. It's all th- him. That's, and that's how he dresses outside yeah. of the ring. Obviously without an earpiece and shit. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he's not a bodyguard in real uh, life, guys. Uh, but he's a professional. Uh, and uh, uh, the tearing away of the suit is very Superman. It's very Superman. The Swiss Superman. It just fits all around. And um, it's like somebody finally got the joke now. Hey, he looks like Jason Statham. Yeah. Let's fucking make him the transporter. Well, no, he, knows, he knows the joke. He knows that he No, but somebody backstage yeah. finally acknowledged it. No, it, it's such an easy thing to to joke around with and people just got it. So I really don't think it's Vince. It I just don't give Vince that much credit for cool ideas like that anymore, especially in 2016. Um let, this was the guy who wanted the new day to be preachers. What the hell? No, what no, the no. Hell, guys? No, no, no. Uh Big E said that they wanted to take advantage of the preacher uh, gimmick from his dad's experience. So, medyo galing din kay Big E yun, the no, preacher thing. Pero, Vince thought that the preacher thing would make him, would make them look, you know, would make them be so over as baby faces. Ah, alright. Um, since since we're, we're talking about things that are possible or impossible if Vince was totally running the show, mm. uh, let's talk about Zack Ryder. Sure. Because he was noticeably yeah, absent yeah, on yeah, Raw, yeah. Uh, right? And my fear about Zack Ryder is Last week when he dropped the title to The Miz, the IC title, that was the end of his push. Yeah. And you told me to wait and see. Yeah. Um, I'm afraid because he wasn't on Raw. They didn't show him reacting to his rematch, to, to the loss of his rematch on SmackDown. And all he got was a mention during The Miz's backstage segment with Maurice well, and Cesaro. Well, he did get this week's backstage interview with, uh, with Michael Cole. Oh, okay. He got the he got the the weekly WWE.com interview. Right. Okay. Okay. So there's that. I, obviously, they're not they're not totally keeping him out. I guess I th- I still think there's something happening. I I don't think it's as easy as Cesaro versus The Miz at Payback. So you're uh, you're assuming or you're guessing that it'll be a three way, maybe even a four way with with Kevin Owens. With Kevin Owens. Mm. But what about Sami Zayn? Because they've been building up the Sami Zayn Kevin Owens interactions. Yeah, and it looks like these guys are headed for a feud with each other. Like the the logical thing uh, would would tell me that Sami Zayn costs Kevin Owens a chance at regaining the Intercontinental Championship, which leads to Sami versus KO at yeah. Payback. Would you do it at Payback? Would you do Sami Zayn versus uh, Kevin Owens at Payback? Uh, WWE logic would make me do it at yes. Payback. Yeah. I actually just want them to, you know, keep messing with each other until like SummerSlam. <laughs> I don't know. Would you have the patience for it though? Given now we get eight hours if of programming you, if, every week. If you work around it really well, so there are so many ways. There are so many things for each man to do. Like for example, Sammy could be ch- challenging for the U.S. Championship, which we have to talk about then. Yeah, yeah, we do. And then Kevin Owens could still be messing around the Intercontinental Championship. Sammy was messing around in the World Title scene. Yeah, and Owens didn't even interrupt there. Yeah, which so, surprised me. Even though he was written out now, yeah, sure. Because again, wrestling logic. Someone's written out. He's probably gonna make his way back to the arena at the end of the show. Which me, I mean, I mean, you know, that that match make uh, makes it clear to me that um, anything, uh, you know, either man could be doing anything without interacting with the other necessarily. Right. 
So um, let's just go back to the question about Zack Ryder, just to close the, um, just to wrap it up on on Ryder. Um, have we seen the last of him in in no, a I, relevant I, role? I don't think so. All right. Um, well, I, I hope you're right Because mm. uh, I'm just very, very fearful mm. over here Yeah, me too I'm afraid But uh, I don't think that's it Alright Now, uh, the United States Championship you got to talk about that Because the Lucha Dragons faced the Dudley Boys uh. in the tournament And they lost in the first round What's more interesting, I guess Is the fact that Kalisto and Sincara Just went back to being a tag team After they both got singles pushes yeah. During the road to WrestleMania So what does that tell you? About, e- about A, Kalisto B, the team And C, the US title I think they're setting up for a split um, If Kalisto wasn't injured From that, act, from that match Wait, confirmed, Ban yeah, It's a legit injury? No, it's not It's not a legit injury It's confirmed that it's not a legit injury He's fine So it was a work Yeah, it was a work So that tells me That they're setting up the split Okay Because obviously Sin Cara took the entire punishment In that match From the Dudleys, yeah And if Kalisto is not injured Then I can... Sensibly see uh, Sin Cara getting angry With the smaller guy Yes So that sets up a feud Between uh, the two And they could feud over yeah, The that, that would make sense uh, You know That would make Them going back to a tag team Really quick Make sense But does it help The Sin Cara character To turn heel? Um, well this particular Sin Cara can talk So I don't mind it You know He was a Sin Cara Who could talk yeah, And he was the heel Sin Cara Sin Cara yeah, exactly. Negro right? yeah. But Okay, so you turn him heel mm. So you can fight, uh, have him fight against Kalisto What then? Because the fear with switching alignments Or breaking up teams is After you make them feud with each other What do you do with the one who isn't pushed? Diba? That was the problem with the primetime players When yeah. they uh, split them up abruptly mm. And that's the problem with a lot of these tag teams That go their separate ways yeah. So how do you work around that? You just try to make well, You put in the effort and make them relevant Each of them relevant That's pretty much it yeah, um, Sami Zayn and Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens were a tag team. Yeah, yeah. They just had they had the we had the fortune of being saddled with good writing from Ring of Honor yeah, all the way all, to yeah, NXT and WWE. Uh, yeah. So, um, do we have news though on whether or not Ryback is injured? Because I actually uh, no, miss no, Ryback. Um, well, okay. <laughs> I have not heard anything about Ryback. Because it's very noticeable din sa akin yung absence yeah. niya. I like. Maybe he took some, I think he took some time off. Well, if if that was the case, and I'm happy for him, I guess he needs that, right? But I was happy. Okay, yung Twitter niya. All right. Well, while you do that, I, I'll just you know let everybody know now. I was pretty happy with how he turned heel and how he'd handled that character. Uh, that that that. New facet of his character I love how patronizing He was to the little guy To Kalisa And all that So you know I want to see more of that And I would have wanted For for the Kalisto Ryback feud To last a little bit longer Sorry um, Okay uh, He's been tweeting From Nevada So I'm guessing He's really just home You know Took some time off Alright um, he, He's been doing Some appearances But their appearances That aren't far from home Okay. He lives in Las Vegas. Yes. So, yeah. Okay. Um, how about how about Bray Wyatt? We got to talk about the Bray Wyatt thing sure. uh, that happened on Raw. So the I League of Nations. Uh, wait, now. So let's backtrack from Raw until the injury. Mm-hmm. League of Nations comes out to interrupt Roman Reigns, and the the Wyatt family interrupts 
to save Roman Reigns. Not and, necessarily to save Roman Reigns, just to or, or to you know rid the ring of the, the League of Nations. Fuck yeah. up the League of Nations. But in the process, they save Roman Reigns. So you've got this uneasy alliance between Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns, and Shane McMahon says like, "I smell money here. Mm-hmm. I want to see more of this." Mm-hmm. So he puts them in a tag team against any two members of the League of Nations. I didn't think it would work well when I saw this. I was like, "Why?" Oh yeah. And then the match happened, and I was like. I did not know that I wanted to see this. <laughs> well, which one? The 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 part where baby uh, Bray Wyatt is a baby face. Yes, and and the part where they actually look like they can work together very mm-hmm. well. But, both men are good in the ring, just haven't been given a chance. I guess uh, to an extent, you're right, right? Um But who knew that Bray Wyatt could come out smelling like roses mm-hmm. like this, and he'd be the, ba- the the over baby face in the main event of Raw. So this happens, and I'm happy because there is uh, there's a nice little turn for Bray Wyatt, and it establishes him as somebody relevant again. Mm. And then he gets injured, huh. like two days later at a house show in Milan. Mm. Uh, it's a right calf <laughs> injury. Christ. It's a right calf injury, and Bray wanted to continue according to a fan account. Obviously, but nobody wants to be carried away. Yeah, nobody wants to be carried away. But no he had how- to. Uh, he had to The medics came in They took him out And Roman had to finish that match In an all against one match Whatever that means uh, Probably a gauntlet match Or some shit yeah. <laughs> So so um, We're assuming that Bray Wyatt Has to miss time mm. Obviously And we don't know How much time that is And it annoys me Because mm. Like after they shot On his character At Wrestlemania he ha- You have something That will lift him up Well it's not Entire, he's not a special snowflake for being injured like that. Yeah, everyone's getting injured. Even Stone Cold got injured at WrestleMania. Wait, he did? Yes, he did. Shit, he <laughs> tore his rotator cuff. Doing what? I don't know. Stunner, I guess. What? Whatever. what uh, throwing beers yeah, around? Yeah, yeah, and throwing up the, the bird. Eh, so ngayong nagresist dun sa gyrating ng new day. Stunner, I don't know, man. I just heard he was injured. What the fuck? That's messed up. Like, uh, somebody from WWE has to make an ally. They have to offer up eggs or something. No, shit. It's, it's just 2016 is a terrible year. You know, we got so many deaths, so many injuries, so many bad shit happening. It's just really not a good year. Man. You know, the island, YOLO. Everything is happening in this year. <laughs> so, uh, I guess that abruptly ends, you know, Bray Wyatt's little push or that, that momentum. Uh, yeah. Well, the good thing is always, always there. But I guess there is more space for people lower on the totem pole to move up. But how do you how do you fix that though? I say, what you just find some babyface team to feud with the League of Nations, or you find someone for them to fuck with? But well, you have having a few? people to feud with the League of Nations. I mean, for while, for example, while the New Day is waiting for whoever wins the tournament, they can just go back to feuding with each other. But why? I mean, yeah, why not? They what else would you do? Each other I, I, I don't know. Um, have the New Day tease the other teams? Yeah. Because they did that uh, this week, but they teased all the other teams. No, that's, but that's what the New Day is going to do. But what about the League of Nations? I don't know, man. Because I, I, um, I'm speaking for myself, mm. but I find myself caring about them less and less. Uh. And it says something about how it's weird though. These they haven't had much of a story. You sit on the side of the tournament. Are they not a team as well? They should be a team technically. I don't know why they're not. They're not in there. Like I'd rather. I'd. I'd, I'd love to see Rusev and, and Del Rio, 
you know, get to what? The semifinals at least. Yeah. I don't understand why the VOD villains got an instant entry. Oh, it, it's very Tyler Breeze. Mm. And that's why uh, I think the VOD villains' ceiling on the main roster is the Ascension, if not Tyler Breeze. Uh. So, well, you know, which sucks, obviously, but that, that's the way it is. Um, so, there. Um, those are the things that pretty much caught our attention, I guess, mm. throughout uh, Monday Night Raw. Uh, let's talk about NXT. A bit before we wrap this up And how Shinsuke Nakamura and Austin Aries Made their TV debuts on NXT Okay So Austin Aries came out and had a match uh, I'm, I'm trying to recall right now Who he had a match with I, I, I don't remember right now uh, But it was okay It wasn't something that again that Blew me away what I, what I wanted to catch more of was Nakamura's match in the mm-hmm. main event yeah. Against Ty Dillinger And um it, it felt weird Watching him in that setup Now he had to Contract his act Because we know him For these long matches mm-hmm. These 30 minute epics yeah. um, Nakamura is not, is not Could not be contained in a, By a formula Yes But uh, We had to see him Get reduced to An 8 to 10 minute match It wasn't even 10 minutes It was like It was really more of 5 so five to six. Medyo awkward siya. If if you've seen Nakamura's work, yeah. and if the, if you're expecting, let's say, part of his act to go this way, mm. when it got truncated into a a Spark Notes version, yeah, <laughs> right. But it was fun nonetheless. I, I I will say that it was fun nonetheless. It's just I just didn't know that it was time for the Kinshasa. Well, if you know what the formula is, um, if you know what uh, the usual pattern for a wrestling match is, you. You could have anticipated when the Kinshasa, when the Kinshasa would come. Uh-huh. Um, I think he just needs to just needs more exposure. Um, I think he got the right idea, man. He got the right idea on what to do in his comeback and how to uh, condition the audience to react a certain way when it's time to when it's time to build up to the finish. Yeah, it just so happens that it was just a really brief match. It just 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 so happened that they did not have that much time. And well, I hope na I, I hope people take the Nakamura the same way, parin. Like you know, I hope this doesn't stop them for yeah. from getting attached to him. It was I, really good. Though. It was really it was even though it was that short, it was still something different. You, you don't see a wrestle like that um, on on most of WWE programming. Yeah, on a regular basis. So diba? even if it was not the full Nakamura experience, the fact that it was just a Nakamura experience it, by itself would. Make the interest level Even higher Yeah I would say It was still a blessing Yeah it was um, Austin Aries faced Angelo Dawkins uh. Who apparently got repackaged uh. So he's He's wearing these Airbrushed uh, singlets And shirts And he's got double headbands So he's basically Black Ryback Or something With, with two headbands mm. Yeah so Okay lang. Uh, Again it was nothing special yeah. I'm still waiting for That one Austin Aries match To blow me away I think he just needs A better and a Better opponent um, other things that happened on NXT, uh, Champa and, Champ and Gargano tag teamed again. Mm. So they defeated the VOD villains. Uh, Tessa Blanchard debuted on NXT against Alexa Bliss. Against Alexa Bliss, yeah, she is the daughter of Tully Blanchard, one of the original Four Horsemen. Uh, that one is it was an interesting match, mm. and I, I say interesting with um, with a caveat, I guess. Oh, no. Um, no, parang, uh, there was something about that match that just threw me off. Yung match ni Alexa Bliss and, and Tessa Blanchard I guess it looked like They were building up To a Tessa win And then Alexa Bliss just Pulls out Her <laughs> win out of nowhere Without even using The sparkle splash Yeah she's a heel She's I guess. a neater finisher I guess um, yeah, Bailey competed For the first time Since uh, dropping the title To Asuka So mm-hmm. 
um, she also had she also had a promo at the end of the show. Jesus Christ, how many matches the match. there were six. The show. There were six. Exactly, that's the problem with NXT right now. They're good storytellers, but everything is you know, crammed into one hour. Nitulad ng dante, de ba? You get three long matches yeah, and they're all decently exactly. paced. I hope that we get a decently paced match between American Alpha and Enzo and Cass. Yeah. I think that's the, that's Enzo and Cass's final mm. graduation match, de ba? Mm. So. Uh, Enzo and Cass laid down the challenge, and um, it's going to be a fun, a fun ride, I guess, until Enzo and Cass get their swan song on NXT. As for Lucha Underground, I haven't seen this week's Me episode, neither. right? Uh, but as of last week, uh, it looks like Prince Puma, El Dragon Azteca Jr., and Rey Mysterio are now a team. They are. So they're now a trios team, and they they look to be the the front runners, I guess, to mm. winning uh, the trios tournament. At this point, given the star power on their team, mm-hmm. but they look yeah. like they're the ones who are eventually going to have to face Ivelisse. Well, everyone, everyone else looks like, looks like a jabroni. Yeah, yeah. At this so point, they'll probably face Ivelisse and Angelico and Son of Havoc very soon. Um, what do you think about Dario being back? No, I don't. Um, he's definitely the better showrunner uh-huh. for sure, and he's he's such a magnetic presence. Yeah, he is. Um, nominally, he's still a heel. Yeah. But he's so good at what he does. Oh. He's very Paul Heyman like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's, is. He's turning into he's Paul Heyman. Latino Paul Heyman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, like, there's something about him that the minute he walks out, you're like, I have to stop what I'm doing and listen to this guy. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I'm, I'm tweeting in the middle of Lucha Underground. I have to drop my phone as soon as, as Dario Cueto co- comes out. And um, I, I just love everything he does and says. And that's why, um, like, you know, when, whenever I do my thing as Mr. C, I. I Kind of channel Dario Cueto. Mm. There's something about him, nah, you know, is very uh, charismatic. Um, and he's not a wrestling fan, I think. Indeed, I'm not sure. He's he's an actor. Yeah, he is an actor. But we've seen him in these commercials mm. and in Law and Order and other other shows. Uh, but yeah, it's amazing how how he does this. Um, Pentagon Junior is still out, right? mm-hmm. Like in the storyline, still out. But uh, we're getting developments in the Joey Ryan and. Cortez Castro storyline mm. and in the famous B storyline because mm. he actually tried to recruit uh, what's his Mascarita name Mascarita Sagrada, Sagrada. Mm. so that was funny uh, and you know uh, I, I guess shout out to Anthony uh, Coelho our, our Lucha Underground reviewer who has always wanted to know if you could actually dial that number 423-GET-FAME uh, wait maybe we can ask someone to, that, to dial it for us if you're in California right now which I know some of you are <laughs> shout out to Menlo Park yeah Menlo Park and maybe LA <laughs> Please dial that number. Any, any number? Four two three. Get, get fame. fame. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, check it out. For I, don't, us. I don't area would be on four two three. I don't know, man. I think you, look it up, man. Look it up. Yeah, let, let's try to look that up. Might be LA area. I guess four two three code California. I don't know. We're, we're just googling this right now. It doesn't say anything. Yeah, we'll, we'll find it. Say mo area code kasi. Tagay mo area code. Googling it right now. Tennessee, what? Tennessee? Why? Tennessee? I don't get that this. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, this doesn't make a lot of sense. Because they're based in Boyle Heights, right? Yeah. I don't, no, know. I, don't know how, I don't know how the 423 works, actually. Or I, I could be getting the wrong number. Uh, get fame. Famous B. Let's look at this number. Oh, tama. 423 get fame. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, someone, I think someone actually tried it. Yeah. What does it say? No, 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 no. Go and, back, go Was back. that the Reddit, the Reddit thread? I think so. Has anyone tried dialing 423-GET-FAME? There is an actual Reddit thread. And then somebody replied, I would do it, but I live in Australia. Yes, there was a thread about it a while back. It works. Go straight to messages. 
Wow. 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 I don't know. Uh, there was a show that called in during their podcast and no, got the nice wait, message. No, what, what, what's the voicemail? I don't what know. What does man. it say? I don't Dapat, know. Dapat advantage ni Lucha Other Garden, eh? Yeah. Diba? Well, um, it's it's probably online somewhere. Some some Somebody smart enough must have recorded the entire this. thing. Is this is it? probably it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like actually calling 423 Get Fame. Let's pull this up near my laptop. Oh, it's, it's, it's the ad though Yeah, it's just the ad Okay, they might have tried it I guess Skip more, skip more uh, I think this is it though And that's the ad? Yeah, this is just the ad Yeah, this is probably just the All ad Alright, fine, never mind Anyway uh, But if you are at California, I guess just, yeah. Can you try it for us? Yeah, we, we'd love to know Hit us up on Twitter It's at underscore Stancy And at Row is War And at the SGP Podcast So, you know We, we just want to see if it actually works Anyway, uh, this probably brings us to the end of this week's podcast But before we go And before we wrap this one up We got to remind you that PWR is actually appearing on The Goat this week so we're ending recording extra early so we can actually catch a bit of it on TV. Um, the GOAT airs every Thursday, 9.30 p.m. on Fox Sports. So that airing might have already passed by the time this podcast mm. is up. But the uh, one constant replay, I know, the end, right? they upload it like a week after or on something. On YouTube, yeah. Yeah, on YouTube. Uh, you can also catch it on TV but on Sunday night at 6.10 p.m. on Fox, not Fox Sports, just you know the Fox channel. And I know that they schedule a bunch of replays of the show throughout the week. So anytime you tune in to Fox or Fox Sports, you're likely to catch the GOAT. And it's going to be me and Chris Panzer. We're going to be appearing. We'll talk about WWE on Fox and the wrestling gods and PWR. And, well, I guess all I can say right now is it was a very interesting interaction, which led to me setting the match for Revolution X. So it is uh, as of... Uh, it's been okay, yeah, because it, yeah. it, it'll, it'll have aired by yeah, the time right, this one right, gets right. out, okay, right? fine. So it's official. At Revolution X, it's going to be Chris Panzer versus John Sebastian. And if Chris Panzer loses, I lose my job in PWR. And if John Sebastian loses, Casey Montero loses his job <laughs> on Fox and on the go. Okay. So... This, I hope, makes Casey Montero take this match seriously. And if you want to know how this all came about, you have to watch this episode of the, uh, th- this episode of the Goat that I'm talking about because it was just such a long story. Now it gets me riled up and fired up to think about it. Okay, so let's don't worry about it. Yeah, let's, don't worry about it. Well, Revolution X is more than a month away, but I'm I'm just anyway. Um, <laughs> let, yeah, let, let's jump into our pick of the week. Uh, my pick of the week. Is Kevin Owens versus Cesaro Ah, interesting Why? Because I can never take my eyes off a Kevin Owens-Cesaro match okay. I love these two guys, my, my, my favorite superstars right now And they were just given time hmm. They were just given time uh, it, it didn't look like they were So that means they could just be very fluid And it looked like they just enjoyed themselves out there And I think the secret to coming up with a good match Is when you find two, two dance partners and you don't give them a whole lot of restrictions. You just let them do their thing, get their stuff in. And you can tell that Cesaro missed it. Uh. So he brought his A game. And Kevin Owens is always uh, bringing it 100%. So um, their interactions and the chemistry that they've developed over the years, it just made for an exciting match. Kind of like what we had at SummerSlam last year. So um, it was also the first match on Raw And it, uh, it spanned through two commercial breaks So that also tells you something about the time that they were given So if you haven't caught that match yet What are you doing? 
find that match and, and give it a watch. Well, I'm glad you mentioned, you know, letting two people just go at it. Because I thought you were going to pick AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn, ah. which is my pick of the week. Not surprised. Oh. Alam mo na Just watch that match because it was crazy. I, well, Zayn almost killed himself again. Yes, he landed on his head Jesus and it scared Christ, me. Again, on a backflip. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, I I just have to mention. I know Zane has to do these things to say he's not built like a typical wrestler, and he can't really do you know a lot of power moves believably, but he has to stop taking these crazy risks. I'm afraid for him, you know. Yeah, I mean, haven't we learned from Brian Danielson? Oh my! Like Daniel Bryan has to be proof enough mm. now. You know, this act is not sustainable. Anyway, uh, I guess that does it for us. For this week's episode of the SGP Podcast, episode 109 in the books. Again, if you have anything you want to tell us, any info you want to send our way, or you know, um, some updates on 423 Get Fame, then it's at Rosewar at underscore Stancy and at the SGP Podcast on Twitter. Uh, do catch the GOAT, and if you got a tweet about it, use the hashtag the GOAT on FS and tag at FoxSports underscore PH. Um, PWR, of course, is coming back. We've got a show happening on April 23. It will be down south at BF. Mm. So, BF Paranya, uh, BF Homes. So do check out the Facebook page of PWR for all the details, uh, tickets. Yeah, if you're from the south, we heard you. Um, you don't have to go all the way to Mahadi. Yeah. Uh, it's closer to home. And tickets will be very uh, much accessible before and during the show. I so hope to see a lot of you um, at the show. We hope to get the Dirty South all riled up as well come April 23. <laughs> Thank you to our friends from Mellow 947 for always having us. And uh, shout out to you for always pushing us and getting us to the number 87th spot in the sports and rec section of iTunes. So, on behalf of Ravishing Romaran and Rowdy Rafkamas, who is still missing, Stunning Stan C signing out. Peace. Thank you for listening to the SJP podcast. To get more from the voice of the modern Filipino wrestling fan, go to www.smarkhenry.ph. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.